Welcome in to another edition of Dish and Ish. I'm Robbie Lula. That is Damon Benning, old DB. What's up? How you oh, doing? Oh, D- I'm good, man. It's I'm, l- I'm good. We're in a little new location here. It's a little different. We've I'm got fine. got some renovations going on at our normal space over at the Herd at Sports Bar and Grill. Yes, yes, indeed. I'm kind of excited about that, but it's good to be back at headquarters because I do need to finish decorating my office before. You have an they, office? They tried to put all the 55 new people in my office space. That's not <laughs> happening. I will, I will pee all over that thing and mark my territory. I think I've been to headquarters like three times total. Yeah. Uh, so I don't spend a lot of time here. So you should go upstairs. It's immaculate. I've been up there. Uh, so that's like got the better kitchen, all the drinks, the ping pong. So we're like the annex down here. Yeah. The yeah. Okay. Yeah. We we have just, uh, we're, we're like the new subdivision. We've been exiled. Not... Yeah. So what we need to do is we need to be collecting an SID for first floor improvements. <laughs> Right, like, we got the running water going. Yeah, we, got we the need sewer the new. Pa- we need the new park equipment, like all the stuff they lie to you about that an SID goes to- goes towards. Absolutely, that absolutely never not, happens. Never. It's like not wait a, a minute. Thing. Why am I paying an SID again? Got the roads paved out there for everybody. Can, can a brother get new equipment? Can we just have no, a nice jungle gym? No, you cannot. Can you still say jungle gym? I think so. Do you have to say like wild safari? I don't know why where there's animals and say... plush trees, or can you say jungle? I think you could say jungle. That's a real place. Oh, it's 2023. It's kind of awkward. I don't know. Don't look at me. What do I, I know? Yeah, I certainly <laughs> won't look to you for PC. That is 100% What's true. What's that supposed to mean? What won't you say? Um... There's a handful of words that I won't say. Should we go back to standardized testing and what you said? Well, that's uttered on live radio. That's just facts, though. I mean, have you seen the spelling bee? Wow. It's like Indian kid, Indian kid, Indian kid, Indian kid. The only thing, listen, once those kids can spell their own names, no word in the English language has a chance. Can I get the origin? (laughs) Latin meaning something that 99% of the population don't understand. <laughs> oh, no problem. Let me spell that for I'm you. Just saying, listen, <laughs> we are a high achieving academic people. Oh, man. So, how are things? How you been? I'm doing all right. You know, just uh, trying to get through this last week or so before we get some college football, which I'm excited about. Are you, are you kind of at that? Are you at the exhaustion phase of like, okay, this is cool. You mean I'm ready for like real games, like practice audio. I don't want to see Randall Cobb as a plant for Aaron Rodgers on hard knocks. Yeah. I've got really no interest in the preseason. Um, Did did you watch hard knocks? I watch it off and on. It was, uh, it was utterly disappointing. Like if you watch it, you know what you're going to say? Cause you enjoy being authentic. Randall Cobb was a plant. (laughs) total plan like he's basically doing aaron Rodgers' dirty work hey man listen you know yeah uh number 12 he's gonna erupt man he's gonna come down on you guys he's not throwing the ball to anybody that he doesn't trust know your route tree yeah. and these young guys are looking at him like cool why is the 71 year old year guy like why is this dude who would not be in the league if 
if if it Aaron wasn't Rogers for Rodgers, right. like strong arm the right. Jets into signing him. So the funny thing is, is did you see the media session with Aaron Rodgers a couple of days ago? Because uh-uh. he knows this thing is going to air. Yeah. Well, there may be some things in the hard knocks that come out, and you know, like I'm not that guy anymore. I don't know how much I'm going to come down on guys anymore. Yada yada yada. I was like, wait a minute, you guys sent the plant. Mm-hmm. To, to tell the message to the young folks, mm-hmm. but we're supposed to trust that you're not going to be what the plant <laughs> says you're really like that you've been for 90% of your career. Yeah. Randall's just his mouthpiece. I see. I don't know. I, I don't know, but I'm telling you though, like there are a lot of professional athletes. Mm-hmm. There's two in particular that I can think of, and they both are in the NBA. There's probably another NFL guy that I'm not thinking of. Okay. That are like supposed to be these new people, but like when rubber meets the road and poop they're, hits poop hits the fan, they're like they always were the egg theory, whatever's in you comes out. Yeah. Russell Westbrook. I like to call it the jelly donut theory. Yeah, when you get squeezed, it's just gonna <laughs> yeah, just, whatever's inside. Um, and James Harden, right? Like yeah, well, I mean, I thought you were gonna throw Kyrie in there too, but so I don't think Kyrie's ever professed to be somebody he's not or Fair. Giving us a a glimpse that he's actually changed. Fair. James Harden was the, hey, I'm going to lead the league in assists. Yeah, trying to be the team. I'm the facilitator. The... I'm cool in Philly. Yeah. He like he was that guy trying to trying to wash his image. Right, and then almost a full year later, he's getting fined because he's because he's calling saying, people are liars. Bleep you to his general manager get me out of here that's probably not. so we don't trust sure Harden. just like we didn't trust super russ right like hey i'm this yeah now i do have an nfl example and also his name happens to be russ. russell wills uh, and it's so i'll go back to a show we did almost two and a half years ago okay and you went on russell you went in on russell wilson <laughs> I don't even remember this. Dude, you told me that Russell Wilson, it was a couple of shows before you were called a libtard. That's fair, yeah. You said, you know, Russell Wilson doesn't seem like the type of guy I'd want to hang out with. That's He seems like the guy that would be at the party trying to get things going and nobody in there is taking him seriously. Yes, I think that's accurate. Dude, I thought, so this was pre-leaving for Denver. Yes. This was still Seattle. Yeah. I was early on the Russ is a phony train. Yeah. Yeah. I was real early. <laughs> I was like, uh, so maybe add that to the deal. But like, do you trust Aaron Rodgers? No, I don't either. No, that's why I'm not high on the Jets. No, I don't trust Aaron Rodgers. I I don't like physically. He could probably still do all the things that he needs yeah. to do. No, I'm with you. I'm with um, you. I just we saw it in Green Bay too. like his motivation is such a big determining factor for everybody but it seems like for him especially and Mm -hmm. maybe he's got the motivation to you know flip the bird to green bay and say hey you know not that they really pushed him out but they kind of did with jordan love yeah um you know so maybe that's the motivation he needs but maybe he's just in this weird headspace, I never know what to expect from him. That's why I don't trust him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's too many variables that have nothing to do with football that impact his play, seemingly. So, are you cool with maybe if the Jets don't have a good season? Mm-hmm. Not if you're, are you cool? You think he's cool with him probably being the scapegoat? 
scapegoat? Well, probably but, not. Because he's really the biggest difference yeah, from a the team that was like the young up-and-comers. Yeah, because their roster is pretty good. It's way legit. Yeah, and, you know, I did this exercise at some point where I was kind of looking through the team. It might have been with you. I don't remember. We were looking through the teams in the NFL and looking at, you know, for as much as we talk about, hey, they're a QB away, they're a QB away, they're a QB away. Most teams aren't just a QB away. Yeah. And I think the Jets kind of are, though. I'm I'm, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm listening. But I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is that QB. Yeah. You know, well, there's so- a ton of rosters that, yeah, you'd be better with a QB, obviously. But you're not a Super Bowl contender. If you put, like, Trevor Lawrence on the Jets. Here you go. Are you trying to get me started? Are you on the Trevor Lawrence? I like, his hand, I like Trevor Rub his Lawrence. palm train. How, why are we rubbing palms? I don't even well, rub this weird. Like, it's like I feel like we're having <laughs> s'mores in a campfire over Trevor Lawrence. I like Trevor Lawrence a lot. Okay, that's fine. I'm with you. I'm not, like. I'm not going to hate. I'm not taking him over like Mahomes or Allen or any of those guys. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. You're taking Trevor uh, maybe Lawrence over, over Josh Allen. Maybe over Allen. Not yeah. Mahomes, not Burrow. I was about to say. Mahomes and Burrow are my guys, uh, which is not like a hot take, obviously. Uh, but I'll take Burrow over. So so Drew Down asked me a couple weeks ago, yeah. if Mahomes is out of the equation, this was in our six-pack, mm-hmm. what's the next young quarterback I'm taking? I want Burrow. Do you know who I said? Trevor Lawrence. Correct. Yeah, that's a good call. You can't, but, I'm not going to be mad at Lawrence. But I don't really enjoy, like, I don't look at Trevor Lawrence and be like, that's my QB. <laughs> like, no. I'm not going Terrell Owens over him, that's though, right? <laughs> no, I just, I, I think he's really good. That's all. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm so, not obsessed with him or anything. Like, I'm a little obsessed at, with Joe he, Burrow. You know what I'm mad about me giving that answer? Why? Is I like Joe Burrow more. Yeah. I like Joe Burrow's intangibles. Yes. I like what he brings to the table. And I, I look at that team and I'm like, man, if Burrow doesn't play, they're boy, bad. They're pretty average. They're, they're, and they have a good roster. Yeah, but they're totally mediocre without Burrow. So I'm I'm kind of vibing with you. And so Burrow Burrow's, so it doesn't make sense in my head why I answer the questions that way. I should just take the guy Burrow, that I like the most. But I just think physically Trevor Lawrence is more impressive. Lawrence has been Lawrence longer than Burrow's been Burrow. Which is weird because Burrow's older, and he has more, and he has more success. Yeah, and he's got more track record, even in the NFL. I know. I know. Um, Does it surprise you that I? So there's a couple guys that I like that don't fit my personality. Is Trevor Lawrence one of them? One hundred percent. Who's the other one? So they're all over the place. Vince Carter, okay, once quit at North Carolina. Wasn't getting it enough. Quit on Toronto. Yep. Forced yeah. as well. Toronto. I, I really. And badly too. I, people people forget because it was so long I ago. I don't. Vince Carter like tanked it. We yep. think James Harden mails yeah. it in. Vince Carter invented yeah. no, I'm with you. I'm with you. the hardcore mail in. So um, and, and that Vince, is kind of out of, and, out of profile. And, for and I love, I love Vince Carter. He is without question. My favorite North Carolina player really? of all time. He has surpassed Sam Perkins. He has surpassed Gerald Stackhouse. You a big Stackhouse guy? Yes. Weird. You just not a Jordan guy at all? I like Jordan, but I didn't like Jordan more than I like Perkins. See, I'm old. Okay. Okay. So, you know, I'm 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 seven, eight, nine. I'm watching Carolina. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Perkins, Perkins guy. guy. You big yeah. worthy guy? Yes. Yeah. Uh, although apparently 
James Worthy is like not a good really guy. I've never heard anything about him. I know like I know literally nothing about him. He as has a person. some Charles Haley to him. Oh like when Pierce oh. tells stories about James Worthy. Oh right. <laughs> listen, that's what I heard. Not pawning it off as I'm not saying dudes defecating in people's closets or pooping in meetings, but one of those. Apparently, James Worthy was not always easy to get along with. Okay, so, but I, you know, listen, I'm I'm just a little kid, and I see dudes doing the Statue of Liberty, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you're like, oh, that's sweet. cool, yeah. And I always like the fact that he was undersized. Um, but there's a couple of those guys. I mean, Matt Kemp doesn't fit my personality. Um, so you you your profile would be you like the guys that have intangibles over tools. Is that fair? Yes. Typically like T- those that's your like normal. That's profile. my normal. That's profile. why these guys are outside. Of, they are. It's is that why? Because they come across as having a little bit more style and substance. Can I make an extrapolation that you are not a huge Justin Herbert guy then? Can't, I don't like Herbert. I, I don't, don't either. See, listen, I don't I wouldn't play tiddlywinks with Justin Herbert. <laughs> Just out on him. I just don't think he would care if he won or not. That's how that's how I feel. I don't I like physically incredible, right? Yeah. Uh incredible athlete. I've always been I it's that's why um, would you bring him up? Because I don't like him. Oh, so what like because we're boys, I was we, just like, dis, we dislike the same people or I think we have a very similar It's just very funny how you would bring him up. I think we have a very similar disposition with certain guys and with like certain attributes. Mm-hmm. And because I laid out what that kind of was for you i was like i bet this is one of the guys because i don't like him for the same reason i'm serious if i had to win a game of hopscotch i'm not, I'm <laughs> not, not digging i'm not i I'm, I'm i'm absolutely not at some point man you have to you have to win something, something. meaningful yeah. and we all i'm not gonna say we all because some people don't like some people just kind of gravitate towards like talent mediocrity oh not to go all gotcha. steve peterson yeah. right and so they don't want to be around elite level achievers because they don't want to be challenged but i want to be around high achievers because they make you better and i can admire i appreciate what they bring to the table yeah because winning is hard yeah so so i i think at the at the end of the day i think winning is so difficult Mm -hmm. that i never i never take it for granted Mm -hmm. which is why like I mean, super close to home. Like, if I had one game to win in the Metro, mm-hmm. I'm taking Anthony Rizek. That's your guy. He's a winner. Yeah, that's all he's done. He he is so close. I he yeah. could suck for three and a half quarters. But you're gonna trust. It's him. not gonna happen. Yeah, but you're but gonna trust him when it, when time comes. When it's nut cutting time, I'm taking that guy. You're, ta- you're riding with him. I, I'm taking that guy, uh, Caleb. I'm taking that guy. Oh yeah. That, that dude has won his whole life. Yeah. Right? I'm 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 riding with that guy. So this whole quarterback thing, I think there's something to being a winner. Oh, certainly. Yeah. You'd never guess if you looked at the draft though. No. Right. Like Anthony Richardson. <laughs> I'm not an Anthony Richardson guy. I can can I be honest though? Yeah. I am kind of hoping he does well. Why, I, I want to be that? wrong. Because I I I listen, I a big duker toilet flush on Richardson from day one. Yeah. Never liked it. He's not interested. I'm not. Yeah. But this is so stupid. I kind of want the Colts to be good because I said that they should be good. Now, all bets are off. <laughs> so you're just trying to be right? Yes. Yeah, no, I get that. I root for stuff so <laughs> that I'm right all the time. Like, 
I can't stand Ursay. I hate to see what they're doing to, to JT. Yeah. Because I'm a big Jonathan Taylor guy. Yeah. And uh, but I but I I do want to see them do well because I did think that they were a quarterback away. So full disclosure, that's part of the reason. And Richardson is again another guy. Not, I would does never, not fit your profile. I would, but I don't like. I don't think he's going to be good. No. Right. I've always said that he wasn't. You just but hope, I hope that he's good I, enough that the Colts are good. Correct. Yeah, that makes sense. Correct. I so that's part of the you know I, I do this with NBA guys a lot because I. I trust my talent evaluation on NBA guys more. That's kind of my sweet spot. Yeah. And so like, A, I just really like how he plays. But part of the reason I'm so obsessed with Curry is because I was right. Because I like I nailed that. I didn't think he was going to be this, but I was like, that dude's a good basketball player. Like, don't give me this too small, whatever. Like, I was right on that guy. And so I ride with him forever. On the opposite side of things, never been a Westbrook guy, right? And yeah, so, I used to argue with you over Westbrook all the time. Yeah, all the time was never a Westbrook I guy. I still don't think I should take an L on that, though. I don't think. Well, I, am I taking an L on Westbrook? I don't think so, but I don't think I am either. Like, because from a production standpoint, I was waiting to see if you could like convince you, you. Like, if you stacked it, I would probably eat it. On the surface, I don't feel like I should take an L. No, just from a pure production standpoint, like you're right. Like he is an incredibly productive, high level NBA player. But I, I think the narrative is what are you winning if he's your best player? I think the narrative is a little disingenuous. What do you think the narrative is? Because I know I, I, I think people think Russ isn't a winner. I don't think that it so I don't think he's not a winner in the same way we think Justin Herbert's not a winner. I think Russ deeply cares about winning i don't think you can win with him as your best player at okay. the highest level oh no i would agree with that but but that's different but yeah in a similar discussion and and it's the whole should you or me take the l on it it's how i feel about luca yeah no i i i fought you tooth and nail over luca Doncic. you have and and i still don't like him and we had a conversation was it last year might have been a little longer ago you're like I don't yeah, like how he's playing. I didn't see this evolution because now I kind of don't like him either. I don't like when how was, he plays. Was, that was probably last year, right? Yeah, was, I think it was probably about a year ago. Yeah. I don't like how he plays. I love. But I don't think you should take an L on that because. Because I was right on the talent. Yeah. And that's all I was saying yeah. on the evaluation. I just don't was, know, but but how how is Luca not a winner? You I, don't do what you've done on the international level as a kid. Right. Being the focal point and not know how to win. Well, so it's there's an interesting dynamic there with Luca because I there's one of two things happening in Dallas, and I don't know which it is. Genuinely, I don't. Is either he wants to play this way, so they've built their roster to accommodate that as best as best as they can, and that's just not a winning style. We've seen the it's not it's not super one player centric thing, and it doesn't work. Doesn't work in the playoffs. Like you might win sixty regular season games, you're not winning a title. I'm sorry, it's just not happening. Or they built a roster that doesn't really fit well. And so that's what he has to do. Yeah. I'm not sure which it is. I hope it's the latter because I don't want to think that this is how he wants to play basketball because with an IQ as high as his in the sport, I would love to believe that he knows this is not a winning formula, but sometimes egos get in the way. Sometimes circumstances get in the way where this is what you end up doing. Let me ask you. Something. He basically turned into James Harden. And I uh, hate l- it. L- let me ask you something. Like I hate it. Because there are a couple of cases on file of folks changing the way that they play that wasn't age-related. 
Sure. Not just because, hey, they got old, they couldn't yeah. do the things that they used it's to do. It's not because they lost a step. Like Jordan, right? Jordan changed the way he played with, with Phil. Jordan found a way mm -hmm. to grow his game. He developed the mid-range. He, he got a lot better in the post. Even though Dean Smith used to tell stories that Michael Jordan was always good in the post. Mm -hmm. right? He but just, he wasn't used there in the pros, did. really. Okay, so, okay, I get it. Kobe Bryant is another one. Mm -hmm like extended his career mm -hmm. because even when he was in his prime, he developed different repertoires. Well, and the, the, and the two examples there, Jordan and Kobe both didn't win as the main guy until they changed. Okay. Okay. So let me ask you something. Yeah. Can Jeff Sims be somebody that he's never been for this team to Ooh. do what they want to do? Oh, I did not see it going that direction. Right, um, Je Jeff Sims' track record. I don't know if you saw Simple's piece the other day about, you know, Coach Rule um, being a little like not being as in tune with his turnover history, and mm -hmm. it kind of accentuated the positives when Collins, his former coach, was talking to him about mm -hmm. Georgia Tech. And I was having this conversation with a couple guys the other day, and I was like, "This guy, it doesn't leave anything to chance, right? Like he's well aware." Mm -hmm. of what he was bringing to the table. And it was a very similar discussion with Adrian Martinez and him being turnover prone. Mm -hmm. And we kept waiting for the next year and then the next year and then the next year. And it didn't really happen, right? Until he went to Kansas State and then he was but, no longer turnover prone. But see, my defense of AM was always that he had never won at any level yeah, that's to know how to be a, a winner. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So he couldn't be the focal point of your winning mentality because he didn't ha do it as a junior in high school, didn't play as a senior. Mm -hmm. Like he hadn't won in forever. So to have it thrust upon him mm -hmm. and expect something different, I felt like was setting him up for disaster. I also, I feel like yeah. Sims hasn't won anything. And he has been turnover prone. Yeah. Is there enough around him with the culture that can retool that? Because if Nebraska is going to be good and we're as excited as we are about Jeff Sims, we keep talking about quarterback run game. Has no one ever watched? And I'm, listen, hear my heart. I'm not down on Sims' ability. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is, is we're hoping that he turns into be something that he's never been. So that's totally fair. That's All fair his question. big plays aren't weren't designed runs. He's never. I don't believe, and I got to look this up. You can maybe look this up as I'm talking. Has Jeff Sims ever rushed for more than I want to say 480 yards in a season? I don't think he has. 492 as a freshman. Okay. How many carries? 120. Okay. I I'm I'm gonna venture to guess the majority of those weren't designed QB runs. Probably not. Okay. Big plays that I see come off okay. of scrambles. What's his yard? What's his YPCs? Uh, 4.1 as a freshman, 5.3 uh -huh. the next year, 3.3 his last year at Georgia Tech. For a career total of? 4.2. Okay. Are we are we assuming that we're all of a sudden going to see something different in this offense? So I think there's a couple things in play here. Okay. These are rhetorical, by the way. Sure. For me. Yeah. I'm asking to get feedback. Yeah, so I think you you brought up some really good and interesting points between the Adrian Martinez and Jeff Sims situations. Um, some of the key differences, I think. Okay, talk to your boy. Um, number one, 
it felt like they were counting on Adrian Martinez to set a winning culture to bail them out of the fact that they had no idea how to build culture. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm with you. I think that, that because that's for, for somebody that didn't know what I was going to ask him. Yeah. That's pretty good on the comeback. Well, thank you. I think because that got my, t- oh, hey, okay. I'm, I'm listening. I think they had a guy in Mackenzie Milton mm-hmm. that could bail them out. Cause that's who he was. I mean, even you saw it at Florida State where he was clearly a shell of who he used to be, but they liked having him around because he was kind of that guy, mm-hmm. right? So they're like, oh, this is what a good quarterback does. He, bail- he he creates a winning culture. It's like, no, no, you got lucky with Mackenzie Milton being that guy, being capable of that. Mm. And no, not look, everyone, not that they got lucky. Time, time, time out, time out. Go ahead. How much of this has to do with the fact you don't think that Coach Frost was a winner by nature? I don't know. I would say I don't think he was capable of creating a winning culture. Okay. So I think those are different things. I I respect the distinction. I don't have an opinion on the first one. I really don't because I don't know. Okay. That's fair. But the second, I don't think he is as as the current person and coach that he is, I don't think he's capable of creating a winning culture. Okay. So I think let's let's, let's operate under the assumption they got lucky with Milton, bailed him out. Got lucky with his mindset and winning culture not with the skill set i think they did a really good job of using his physical tools okay so i don't think they were lucky there i'm not saying it was all luck okay i'm saying the fact that milton was just like wired that way helped them out a ton at ucf so let me fast forward before i ask you let you fast forward to am before i ask you this next question so am i think they wanted i think they saw physical tools that were better than mckenzie milton's i think okay and they assumed that the other stuff would also be there because it just happened to be there with Mackenzie Milton. And so they, since they didn't know, in my opinion, didn't know how to create a winning culture, they counted on the quarterback doing it again to bail them out. And that wasn't who AM was. Did you find it a red flag that a freshman was voted captain? Yeah, probably. I mean, it happens with even in year one, it happens with newcomers. Sometimes I didn't, like in retrospect, it kind of seems like a red flag. I didn't think it was at the time. Okay. Um, you I, I'd love your honor. Like, you don't have any problems with ownership, but keep going. Yeah. No, so, not, like, this is not going to be fanboy Ravi. <laughs> <laughs> at the time, although, you know, my ego loves it. So, um, <laughs> damn. At the time, uh, I didn't think it was that big of a deal because he was going to be the starter. Like, everybody kind of knew that he was that guy. And if he's that guy and he's a freshman, like, I don't want you to not make him a captain just because he's a freshman. Okay. Right. Um, But you saw when he went to Kansas state, not only was less asked of him on the football field as the centerpiece of the offense, but I think because we like Chris Kleinman, right? Like we like what he does. Yeah. I love Kleinman. That dude knows how to do a winning culture. Right. Cause all the natties up at NDSU, like they know what they're doing up got, there. Got a, got a few. Got a, got a, got a closet full i think of trophies and jewelry from his coaching days so i trust that they didn't need adrian martinez to be the culture savior or the football savior they just needed him to be solid they needed him to be bought in and one of the guys that's what i'm trusting is going to happen or should happen with jeff sims they don't need him to be the culture savior because they know what they're doing in terms of building a culture and i don't think they want him to be the football savior either because they want to be able to establish a regular running game with the running backs. They want to be able to make his life relatively easy and just have him execute the things that are within his skill set. Okay, so listen. So do we give um, 
do we give coach rule with Jeff Sims the benefit of the doubt because of some of the reclamation projects he's had? Because typically mm-hmm. the best form of future performance is his past performance. His past performance. Mm-hmm. But we love Coach Rule's development. Yes. So are we giving him the 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 benefit of the doubt? Because listen, I'm watching this offense and even I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Right? And I see them more than most. And and my questions about this football team for 2023 mm-hmm. are almost all On the offensive offense, side of the ball. Almost all. Yeah. I'm con- right. We're like three or four months into this now. And I'm I'm consistent. Never loved the wide receiver room. Mm-mm. I've always wondered about big plays. We what happens really... when you need to bail? When you need a bailout? Yeah. There's always, again, just pass. There's always four or five passes or plays that the quarterback has to make mm-hmm. in crunch time to get you over the hump in tightly contested games. Yep. And, and listen, none of my concerns have been about the offensive line. Yeah, even so, though that's still a question mark. 100%. Yeah. Right. 100%. It's legitimately a question mark, but there are all these other issues, right? That we don't know. We don't know if Jeff Sims can be the guy they want him to mm-hmm. be or that they need him to be. We don't know if there's going to be enough production out of the wide receiver room. We don't know if. So do we all of a sudden think that Sims is going to be this design quarterback ball carrier? So I don't think so. If you listen to Satterfield, right? He talks a lot about not being afraid to use his legs. To me, that's a scramble, right? Okay. When he says not afraid to use his legs. To me, that they're talking about scramble situations, not design runs. Because if it's a design run and you're afraid to run, then like maybe get in another line of work. Um, But like, and this is something that I actually saw when I was watching South Carolina tape uh, in the last few weeks. I almost feel like he, Satterfield calls, and I don't really have a better term for this. Maybe you do from coaching. I call them almost designed scrambles where I think he calls plays with routes that are likely to give either a good look, an open look in a one-on-one situation with a wide receiver, or if the defense chooses to defend those routes in a certain way, will almost certainly open up running lanes for the quarterback. And that's, it's not really a, it's not really a run pass option. It's more of a, a, like I said, design scrambles, the only term I can come up with in my head. I think he designs pass routes in a way where the scramble is almost his like third or fourth progression. You like go one, two, three. And if those aren't there, then the scramble's going to be there. Does that kind of make sense at all? I mean, yeah, because I think with this offense, the design is, and I said this a couple of weeks ago, I don't know exactly what the offense is supposed to look like. I know in theory it's going to be multiple personnel mm-hmm. positions within the same personnel groupings. Mm-hmm. Like the 49ers do. I And I also, right. Yeah. One minute Debo may be in the slot and he might be in the backfield. Might he might line up be as tight end. He, he might, might line be up as, as an H-back. Right? Yes. It's hard to personnel that defensively. Yes. The other thing is, is I think the design is to make quarterbacks, or excuse me, cornerbacks tackle mm-hmm. linebackers cover. Mm-hmm. just kind of at its at its base but if i could give you some encouragement of who i think sims could be mm-hmm. would you go to baylor and take a look at a guy that coach rule loves in charlie brewer 
because mm. because Charlie Brewer is a guy that went from 65 attempts to 133 attempts to 147 attempts rushing the football in a season. Could 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 Charlie Brewer could 2019 Charlie Brewer somebody that he hadn't been mm-hmm. be this year's version with Jeff Sims? That is an interesting question. Because that's so like if I was the eternal optimist, yeah, that would be the blueprint. So because typically Coach Rule runs the ball less mm-hmm. with his quarterbacks in his tenure. At Baylor with Brewer, he ran, he ran it more. more. Yeah. And coincidentally, do you know what one of his favorite players is that he's ever coached? Charlie Brewer. Charlie Brewer. So I'd be surprised if somehow, some way that Charlie Brewer staff at some point. winds up in Lincoln. <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. Like he loves Charlie Brewer. No, I I totally understand is that. that. Is that a thing? So I'm looking at stats here, and let's let's kind of see if we would think this is a successful season for Jeff Sims. You said 2019, right? Yep. So he played in 14 games, which if Nebraska plays in 14 games, something went well. Um, they were 11 and one, right, in the regular season. Yeah, and then they lost the Big 12 title game to Oklahoma yeah. Yeah. in overtime, I think, and then lost their bowl game. Mm-hmm. Um, so 14 games, he averaged about 27 pass attempts per game. Is that good? I think that's a little high. So what if we snap the ball 70 times? That probably makes sense. Did I, you take a 43-27 ratio? Sure, yeah. Just off the top of my head, the number I had in my head was was 25. Okay. For Sims. So we're not far how, off. how many times they snap in the ball on offense? That I don't know yet. I don't know. 70? Is Are that they a, ball control? Let's let's operate safe and go average of a team that huddles. Let's say 66 snaps. Okay. So at 66 snaps, I'd probably like to see 41-25. Yeah. I think that's a that's a number I'd be happy with on a like an average, yeah. right? There's going to be some games a little more, especially a less. if they run the ball. Uh, that's probably about right, I would guess, percentage wise. Yeah, that's that's what I would like to see. So maybe a little high on on the passes, but you're looking at just right at 64 and a half percent completion, which is right where they want him. So yeah, so if 41 carries with 66 snaps, they would be running the ball about 63 percent of the time. Yeah, which I I mean I think it should be is that. Sound right to you? Yeah. Okay. It's it kind of sounds right so. to me. I mean, I, off the top of my head, without doing the math, I was thinking like sixty forty, and like that's the neighborhood okay. we're in. So okay. you're you're there. Um, you know, sixty five thirty five, I'd probably be okay with. But I also think that means you're running the ball well, which I think is positive. Okay. Um, so you're looking at right over three thousand yards, twenty one touchdowns, seven interceptions. You would take those numbers from Sims passing the ball. Right, a million percent, hundred million thousand percent. Right, yeah. okay. Running the ball, this is where it gets crazy. Are you going to 2019? Yeah, I'm looking at 2019. 147 attempts. Yep. Only 344 yards. Yep. How many touchdowns though? 11. Right. I think you're going to see a lot of QB run goal line. See short some of those rushing attempts. See their sacks. They're not right. They're yeah, not yeah. designed QB runs. Right. The eleven, the eleven touchdowns are probably more design yeah. QB runs. I think short yardage, red zone, mm-hmm. that type of things, which is the thing that I didn't think Frost did very well. In yeah, their red zone was this historically bad. And I think historically, I bad. think part of it was you weren't, they weren't using their quarterback skill sets in a way that made it difficult on the defense. Yeah. Right. I'm a huge fan of, and I know you don't like it, or I don't remember if it's you or severe that doesn't like it as much. One of the black guys. <laughs> <laughs> One of those guys. 
Look, Shane's traumatized. He's a, Shane's like, was it me? No, Shane, you don't count. I didn't say it. No, it's because I, I remember I was hosting a morning show, and I can't remember if it was if I, if I was hosting with, <laughs> it was one, with, of with Michael. one of us. One of us. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but, but I was – I really like where you kind of go – like we saw from prep uh, against Bellevue West, the ball fake quarterback rollout, and then he's got to run pass off. Yeah, we're terrified of their boot game. Yeah, it's really good. His ball fakes are really yeah, good. When Coniglio gets out on the – believe me. His, that, that he is, sells that thing hard. He's, he's a good ball. I, I'm with you. Okay. Um, I think that is a. I think that's one of the hardest plays to defend in short yardage. So you want to put him in the run pass option? Get, yes. Just get him on the edge. Yeah, and Frost never did that. Okay, never did that with Martinez. And Martinez is like the perfect guy to so do. So then that you with. think, okay, I'll humor you. Yeah. Will Will Jeff Sims' decision making with taking care of the football? Sure come down to the positions that they put him in yes okay so then you think he can become somebody he hasn't been yes you're just surrounding him with adults and best case scenarios and you're putting him in positions to succeed the thing that i uh, was criminal i'm 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 convinced the thing that was criminal with scott for with scott frost and adrian martinez is they constantly put him in bad positions okay. They constantly did not put him in positions to succeed, and they constantly asked way too much of him to be the entire offense. That's why he looked like a different guy at Kansas State, because they didn't ask him to do that. Mm -hmm. They didn't ask him to be everything to everyone at all times and to consistently make good decisions while doing it. That's There's not a lot of dudes on the planet that can do that on a consistent basis, right? And when they do, they win Heisman's. OK, like that's just those are those guys, your Caleb Williams of the world, your your Kyler Murray's and Baker Mayfield's and Joe Burrow's of the world. Like those are the guys you can do it with. Adrian Martinez wasn't that guy. Mm. And Jeff Sims doesn't need to be that guy. I think the biggest difference is knowing guys that you like, that you think you can put in positions to succeed and recognizing when a guy has otherworldly talent and decision making when they can be the extra thing. Can Nebraska be a team that is penalized more than or less than four times a game? Four times a game is not a lot. Okay. That you know how many teams pulled that off last year? How many? Six. Can Nebraska be a team that is penalized less than five times a game? The number I had in my head was six. Do you know how many teams were penalized less than five times a game? How many? Twenty-seven. So that's more doable. Can Nebraska do that? Do you want do you want a couple of teams that were penalized less, less than, than five? Uh, Minnesota was number one. That makes sense. I was going to guess Minnesota, Iowa. How can you stay on schedule like Minnesota does and be a heavily penalized team? You can't. You know how many penalties Minnesota had a game? Under four. 3.6. Yeah. Oh, you're kind of smart. I'm learning. Man, Iowa, how many? Uh, four and a half. 4.3. Okay, I'm going to stop. (laughs) (laughs) 4.3. Yeah. I yeah. say all this to say, not to show that you're bright. No, but, but when can, you... ne- can Nebraska be a team that doesn't have pre-snap penalties mm-hmm. and shoot themselves in the foot, stay on schedule, and win football games? I think that's how they're going to have to win football games this year. Okay, so you're building the case yeah. for a guy being with adults that can be we, – we took the long way around talking hoops and a couple yeah. of guys like Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Get back to Jeff Sims. Mm-hmm. Putting him in best case scenarios, we think we have the chance. Yeah. 
Because that's what you're banking on. Yes, you're banking on the defense. You're banking on being solid. I like the fact that you talk about the situations that you put guys in. Yes, because that's, listen, most guys are not good enough. I don't care how talented they are. That's why you love Pop. Pop Popovich, Popovich, yes, 100%. Most guys are not talented. You want to give the Danny Green analogy again? Even Shane knows the Danny Green analogy. It's you know what they asked Danny Green to do? Exactly what he could do. Sit out there and shoot threes and defend. You can do that at a high level. We're not asking you to put the ball on the deck and get to the rim. Great shots. Asking... <laughs> My guy can't dribble. I feel like I've heard this before. I, listen, it's a great analogy, but I like it. It's There's not very many guys, in regardless of sport, basketball, football, whatever, that are good enough to transcend being put in bad positions. Those guys just are. That's kind of your baby, too. Those are those guys are, are not afraid to say that those guys are so rare. I don't think people appreciate how rare those guys are, because I bet it. I bet at Georgia Tech when Jeff Sims got recruited there, they thought he was one of those dudes. You know, the funny thing about this is between me and you, mm-hmm. where's a two win differential? But I said I would give my final prediction coming up this Monday. Mm-hmm. You're a seven win guy. Yeah. Coming into the day, I was five. Yeah. Are you going to get me to get to seven? I think I can get you to six. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I'm talking about. All right. Well, our guy Shane is telling us we got to get out of here. So uh, we will wrap that up and call it a day. <laughs> I like this one. Uh, this was a good one. We got good stuff. And that is Damon Benning. I'm Robbie Lula. Shane Schillerberg uh, telling us what to do. Always. This has been another edition of Fish and Ish. Heard at Sports Network Production.